If you're a mom with ADHD, chances are you have at least one kid with it too. So how can you, in your own chaos, help your kids stay on track in their bedroom and live in an environment that suits them when you're not certain about how to even get your own space in order? Well, let's tackle that topic today. I've got lots of tips for you. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy Ridenauer wife, mom of four, and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there is a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way your brain thinks. Albert Einstein said, everybody is a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to say yes to unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose joy. Before we get started on today's topic, let me hit you with all my caveats. (laughs) First of all, I am not a trained psychologist or psychiatrist or therapist of any sort. My experience comes from experience. So I was a former public school teacher where I taught a lot of ADHD kids. I have a kid who is ADHD, um, one of four, and I believe quite strongly that I am also ADHD, but I have not gone through the steps to get diagnosed. I feel like any tips and hints that I use are, there's no, I'm not breaking any rules to use the ways that I help myself and clients that I have seen that are known ADHD or believe that they could be. You can use the tools and the tips without ever being diagnosed. And if they help you, they help you. No crime in that. So anyway, that's my sort of early caveat. The next thing I want to talk about is number one, there is absolutely no one right way for a kid's bedroom to be, for your space to be. There's no one right way to organize. It needs to always focus on what's best for you, for your kid, for your individual spaces and personalities. And a lot of it is trial and error. And as you may have discovered as a mom in general, every time you think something's working, (laughs) things change and you got to try something new. So these are just general tips. Try some things, experiment when it's working, celebrate in that season of it working. And when you notice things quit working, try something new. Half of ADHD is the uh, excitement of novelty. And then as soon as something seems routine, it's time to switch it up. So (laughs) take these for what they are. So no one right way. My next bit of advice is to say, please have grace on your ADHD child, particularly if you happen to be a mom listening to this because somehow you stumbled upon me and you have an ADHD kid and you thought, hey, I'll just listen, but you are not one yourself. I don't think unless you're from the inside, you fully understand that there is not intention in their messiness. There is not laziness. There is not unintelligence. I think I just made that word up. Your kids are smart. Your kids are capable. They are not trying to sabotage you, their space, themselves. 
there's a lot that goes into it and you can do a lot more research to understand all of that. But the grace might seem hard to come by, especially if you have multiple children and they all don't struggle in the same way. As a mom of four, I can say, I, I don't want to sound judgy here. I can say, you need to meet each of your children where they are. They are each going to have strengths and they're each going to have weaknesses that are different. And it doesn't matter if they all have the same set of parents, they're growing up in the same home, everything on the surface seems like it should be the same. No two kids are alike. Even identical twins, from what I hear, I do not have any identical twins, but everyone is a unique person in and of their own right. So when I was raising toddlers, I could tell you there was differences in the level of stubbornness over pushing boundaries. And what would work for my oldest, who was a major rule follower, was not necessarily going to work for my third one, who was his own form of renegade. <laughs> I am the same scattered, chaotic mom to all four. Three of them are impeccably pulled together, neat, proactive, and one of them is just like me. And if I held the same standard to all four of them for what I expected out of their room in the way of cleanliness or organization, it's literally penalizing the one uh, because he just doesn't come with the same set of tools that the other three have. His gifts are different. And I don't think holding the same standard in anything, whether it be the bedroom cleanliness or whether it be in standards of grades or whether it be in just their athletic ability or their musical ability or their intellectual ability. All of these things are different. So have grace on these kids. The second thing I want to tell you, particularly if you are an ADHD mama, which I would believe that you are if you're listening to me, is have grace on yourself. You are not going to ruin them. Let me say that again for the folks in the back. You are not ruining your children. I don't care how chaotic you are and how chaotic you live and the fact that you think you might be making things hard on them. All parts of life are lessons to be learned and adaptations to make. And kids who have incredibly organized, pulled together, know what is happening every minute of every day and everything is pre-planned and set out and that mama is on her toes at all times, those kids have their own lessons to be tackled when it comes time for them to flex their own muscles in keeping their life in order because they haven't had to ever do it themselves. Your kids will grow and thrive and be given the gift of knowing like, oh gosh, I don't think mom figured out that I needed that field trip permission slip today and she's going to forget this and they show up in school and they have a sinking feeling because you don't have the packed lunch that all the other kids have packed lunches. They are resilient. They figure things out. And when, and I'm going to say this because I have two that are on their way out of the nest. They're currently in college. They are gutsy and they are willing to ask questions about how do I make this, this, or this happen because they've had to for themselves for so long. And those are gifts. Those are things, they're super successful in their current state of life because they're not afraid to figure it out for themselves because I was never one that they could certainly rely on consistently to have like their world in order. 
they did not become chaotic like me. <laughs> they are who they are in spite of you. They are who they are because they're their own unique souls. So grace on your kids, grace on yourself. So now that we've established all of those things, let's talk about tackling a chaotic bedroom of an ADHD kid. So here's where you have a little bit of a, a gift and a superpower in knowing that what seems like mass chaos, if you were a mom who liked things always in order and could not understand why your kid can't get it together, you understand that they can't get it together. And so your only job now is to figure out at what point is their room switched from this is their version of comfortable and they like to live this way to when is this version of their room overwhelming and it is now starting to hamper their inability to function. That's when you step in. I would like you to relax the standard of I want your room picked up every day. I want your bed made every day. I want you to keep this place cleaned up even every week, every weekend, you make them get it all together. I think you can relax into, I can tell they're functioning on the whole. They are sort of happy with how things seem. They're, they're feeling pretty good. Let's always make sure there's like a monthly reset. Let's not let it go further than a month. If you try it once a month and you're like, this is not enough, let's do every two weeks. If you feel like this is not enough, then you can think about it weekly. But daily, I think, would be too too much. Where I'm wanting you to, to be is it's their room. It's their room. Step back and let them have some autonomy, some ownership over if they like things piled up, but they know what's in those piles. Like that to them is that's making them happy. A lot of an ADHD brain, ADHD brain is point of use. So point of use is they might have what seems like an an odd collection of things all in one space and you're like why does that even end up there every time like socks go in the dresser why do they keep ending up in their closet like I don't get what's happening here they may be unknowingly accommodating to themselves like I always put my socks on right before I put my shoes on and my shoes are in my closet so why do I have to walk over to my dresser to get socks every time that's why I can't they, they want them right there where they're going to use them they are homework stuff is all on their nightstand and not at the desk that you so beautifully provided for them because they've never sat at their desk and done their work. They're sitting in bed and doing it. And so it makes more sense in their brain to have their nightstand covered with all the things they need for assignments. Let them have some point of use structure in their room. Let's say, I'm just going to give you a scenario. The room is chaotic. You are feeling overwhelmed. You feel like they feel overwhelmed and you're trying to figure out how to not rage and be like, we are cleaning this room today. Again, my kids are a little bit older now, but I think this can work for even middle to late elementary on. They might need a little more help if they're younger than that. A really great very gentle way so that you don't end up in conflict with each other is to just say, hey bud, I'm thinking that you're going to feel so much better if we just reset things. Like, let's get everything back to the way where you felt really good about it before things got out of control. I have some time. I'd love to be helpful, but I'm not going to interfere with what you think. I just want to be there for you. And if you get stuck and if you need some help, 
I'm here and I'll just do sort of the background cleaning, like dusting and vacuuming and, you know, I'll help you make your bed and things like that. But I'll let you make decisions about the rest of the stuff that's around. One of the techniques that I've used with my kid is usually I walk in and it looks like a tornado blew through, but they've been sleeping in their bed, which also looks a little tornado-like, but that's okay. He loves clean sheets every time I, I can get in there to switch them. So we usually start by stripping the bed, setting nice fresh sheets, everything good, make the bed that big real estate within the room looks fantastic. Then we start walking from one corner of the room all the way around the bed and just starting to pile everything on the bed. And I know you're like, egad, they're never gonna finish before bedtime. They will, don't panic. <laughs> so you just help pull everything onto that bed and then all of a sudden they look around and they're like, oh, but the rest of the perimeter of the room is starting to look pulled together. You're like, hey, I'll just, I'll start, you know, dusting things down. I'll run the vacuum for you. I'll be here if you're like, mom, there's this, you know, pile of clothes. I think most of it's clean, but I just never got it folded and put away. Or it was folded, but then I dug through it. And I'm sorry, but I know, you know, could you help me with that? Let them have some autonomy over asking for the type of help you're going to give. This technique sort of overall is something that in ADHD techniques is called body doubling. And what bodily body doubling is, instead of taking over for them, you're just a presence in the space because something about that presence allows them to focus and stay on what the goal was. Because you're there, you're sort of a form of silent accountability that doesn't come with butting heads. It doesn't come with aggravation. You're busying yourself. You might have your back turned to them, but you see them focusing and you see them working. And then all of a sudden, maybe you see them stop and get distracted. It's okay to turn around and go, how's it going? Anything I could help with? And then all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, uh, I was about to do this. And you can help start to piece these things together. Asking questions is so much better than telling. Things like, so I noticed on the bed, there's like a whole lot of school supplies. Where, where do you like to have these best? Is there a place where you really feel good about using them? And listen to what their answers are. Start to arrange their room in a way that makes sense for the way they want to use it. Uh, again, it's probably speaking at an older elementary and beyond kid here. So adapt it for your kid the best you can. But what I'm trying to prevent are the conflicts and the butting of heads. And you might go, well, you're just asking me to baby this kid. No, I'm asking you to allow them to have the time and the support to make their own decisions. This actually is beneficial and will eventually make them more independent. You can introduce some of the things I talked about a few episodes back as far as, far as gamifying things. So you can say, hey, like, would it be cool if we just like set a timer and see how much, how quickly we can get, you know, all of these Legos put back in the Lego table, right? You can have these moments where you're doing this every other week or once a month where you're starting to pick up on, okay, this is actually working for them. This makes them feel pretty good. And I see them developing this sense of decision-making, this sense of, I actually do have places that I want these things to live. I hope that's helpful. Just a gentle approach to 
helping them keep on track, not ever allowing it to get overwhelming. A lot of times my kid who I will do this with will at the end, you know, will walk away and put everything that belonged out of the room away and we'll walk back up and I'll just go, hey, everything feel good? You're good? And he'll be like, yeah, thanks so much, mom. I like didn't realize how much I needed that. It's a really great gift that he feels supported and not judged and he feels supported and not shamed and that he knows I believe in his ability that I understand that it just sometimes gets away from him. So I hope that helps. Please reach out to me with comments if this is something that's worked for you. It would mean the world to me to know that you've given things like this a try and find any success in it. Until next time, choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Then please do me a favor. Yes, like right now. We can do this together in real time because I know you're about to forget because your brain's going to jump to the next thing. I get it, but stick with me. Literally stop what you're doing, look down at your phone, and hit the follow button or the subscribe button, whatever it's called. That will make sure you're here for my next episode, and I so want you to join me. Yay! Okay, now scroll all the way down, and please rate and review this podcast. That will help other moms find me, and then they won't feel so alone either. It literally is such a gift to me when I get to read your thoughts and when you connect with me personally. There are so many ways you can do it. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at joylovinghome. Email me, joy at joylovinghome.com. Or join me in my community, bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. Can't wait to see you there.